This is your last call for my wife, the dietitian. The show is just about to start. Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I'm trying. I can't get my shoe on. Welcome to My Wife, the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. It's pretty common knowledge nowadays that gut health is a priority. We've all heard the terms leaky gut, probiotic, and prebiotic, but what do they mean? Today, I'll be quizzing Sandra on all of these things and getting the skinny on gut health. Stick around and join in the fun. Enjoying the show? You can help others find it and enjoy it too by giving us a five-star rating or review. If you feel like reaching out to us with a question or comment, you can send us an email at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at mywifethedietitian.com, as well as our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. So we have something different today. I have a quiz for you based on a listener's question. Oh, what was the question? Are you up for it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can can handle this, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, The question comes from Jessica in Ohio, and she asked, does fermentation and pickling produce the same result? Ooh. So it's kind of like, uh, what is that um, stuff that you have to have for your gut? Like probiotics? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that theme today we're going with yeah okay probiotic pop quiz okay that'll be the name do you want to just get right into it sure okay so why don't we start with what is probiotics or what are probiotics well that's a good question and maybe why do we need them so probiotics pro is life so probiotics are live bacteria it doesn't sound like something you want to ingest though Oh, it's uh, actually, that's interesting. Well, it's the good bacteria or the live microorganisms. And we need that in our body for some reason? We have it in in our body. Actually, you know the saying, you are what you eat? Mm -hmm. Well, you are what you absorb too. So digestion, right? Oh, absorb through your food. Yeah, Yeah, in our gut. And it's not just a response to the food that we eat, like with the digestion, Less than 10% of our cells in our body are our own cells. We have 100 trillion cells comprised of live microorganisms like bacteria, viruses, parasites. Wow, that's cool, hey? The the human body is so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Those are in the large intestine. And I heard one quote, if you have a pulse, you have parasites, (laughs) (laughs) which is like kind of, ooh, gross. But if they're not the virulent or the kind that cause disease or problem, then they're probably happily living there without any issue happening. Mm -hmm. But the problem is when you get an imbalance with the gut biome. So there's more of the bad bacteria or other types of microorganisms that are over 
the the ratio is off and there's more of the bad than the good, right? Then you can start to have issues where it could eat the gut lining, like the cells of the gut lining, and then you could get that leaky gut syndrome that we've talked to Projecta oh, about right. in previous yeah, yeah. episodes, all about uh, gut health. Yeah. So it serves, sounds like they serve a function and we have to get the right balance. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And, and we get that through our food? Well, food first always in my my mind. It's always food first. For sure. So yeah, the the live bacteria, which are probiotics, they help to digest food. They break down the carbohydrates that aren't digested in the upper gut. They produce hormones and nutrients like vitamin B and vitamin K. And actually 80% of our immune cells are in our gut. So you've heard about the gut-brain connection. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a, a big part of it. Okay. Interesting. Is our, it's, it's a barrier to the outside world. Our gut is. Yeah. 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 Like it, it should be. But if you have to, like if the balance is off, then that's when your cells can break down and then you can get that leaky gut and then you get inflammation. Okay. Interesting. I, I kind of get it. <laughs> I, know. So I remember when we talked to Projecta too, and, and she was fascinating and had some really great examples and, and good uh, descriptions of how everything worked. And it was, it was kind of... Uh, it painted a pretty good picture, um, but it's, yeah, it, it, it takes a few, a few lessons before it sinks in totally. Yeah. What was that episode? Uh, I want to say like 79, something like that. Maybe a little earlier than that, but it was, uh, it was a ways back for sure. At this point, we've done quite a few now. We, episode 80 was diverticulosis versus diverticulitis, which is about gut health too. Yeah. It was sort of a similar Similar kind of thing there. Maybe it was 60-something. I'm not sure. Episode 73. Oh, okay. Leaky gut treatment with Projecta Apka. Oh, that was pretty close. Dietitian. Yeah, that was a really good one. And people should um, refer back to that one for some extra information from today's episode. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it, it she does paint a pretty good picture of how everything works down there, so... So yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. (laughs) What are some probiotics that uh, in food that we eat that you know about? Well, I was going to ask you that kind of thing. Oh, I think you're on the spot. You're you're turning the tables on me. I like how you do that. (laughs) Um, Well, the ones that I know uh, that I've learned through this podcast uh, and living with you is, um, what do you you call it? The kind of vegetables. What are they called? Uh, uh, well, like the, the cabbage and sauerkraut and all those, they're... What was the question from the listener? Well, you want to, you want me to say fermented? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Fermented, exactly. But, so it's not the vegetable, it's the fact that it's in a fermented state. Yes. That makes... Oh, okay. It's okay. both. Oh, what do you mean it's both? It's the vegetable, like cabbage, for instance, that makes sauerkraut. So the cabbage is really healthful in itself. It's got it's a it's got those isocyathinates. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, there you the, go. <laughs> um, those are antioxidants and polyphenols, which are really healthful for our cells. And then we've got the fact that the microorganisms that are fermenting. So there's yeast that are eating the sugars, and then you get fermentation, and that helps with creating a probiotic. Okay. 
but cabbage on its own isn't a probiotic. It's good for you, but it's not a probiotic until it's in a fermented state. Sauerkraut. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, yeah, sauerkraut. Kimchi, I guess, has a lot of cabbage. There's a bunch of stuff in kimchi, apparently. I didn't realize that. I th- I just thought it was sort of spicy fermented cabbage, but there's... Lots of different plants in the like types of cabbage, like types of leafy greens and different Mm -hmm. cabbages that are in the kimchi. Exactly. Yeah. I heard a podcast we were listening to the other day. So the person said there was like 10 different species of yeah, 10 different plant foods and kimchi. That's yeah. It kind of blew me away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you've said sauerkraut and kimchi. What else? Uh, Oh, wait, I have a question. Okay. Do probiotics have to be plant-based? Mm, I'll say yes, but I don't really know. Okay. What about yogurt? Is that a probiotic? Oh, man. <laughs> there we go. So no. I, did, I, I should have had longer to think about it. I, I probably would have got that. But that's yeah, right. that's a big one. That's a really big one, right? Uh, yogurt? Yeah. It's the most it's probably like, one of the most common ones. One of the, exactly. People, yeah. yeah. And that's definitely not plant-based. No, that's right. And what else that's dairy? Um, there's kefir or kefir depending on who you are and where you live and how you pronounce that word yes yeah it's more like a liquidy yogurt drink almost yeah i i honestly haven't tried it i should i suppose it's very sour yeah that's probably why i haven't tried it yeah i know now you can get the flavored varieties which again it's like flavored yogurt yeah it's got sugar in it exactly yeah so it doesn't it's not quite as good yeah and then what else? There's like, I guess alcohol is, is all fermented too, right? And Be- wait, before we go there, there's another dairy. Oh, cheese. Yeah. yeah. Well, certain cheeses, right? Or are they all fermented to a point? Well, aged cheese. Yeah. So some cheeses. Did you know that fermentation was born out of practicality? So traditionally, it's a way to preserve the, preserve the harvest to expand the life of the food. That makes sense. Yeah. Like way back when, before refrigeration and and storage. Yeah. 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 They've been doing this in different cultures forever because that's a way to extend the food and preserve it. Like a natural way. Yeah. 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 Wow. Interesting. And the question from Jessica about pickling and preserving, that's a really good question because they don't produce the same result and... It's a, it's a really interesting question because you think, oh, pickles are, you know, give you some probiotics, but pickling has some vinegar or acid and heat. And so it actually kills the fermentation process. Oh, the heat? Well, the heat and the acid, you mean? Yeah. Because the heat is part of the pickling. Like when you pickle something, you have to, I've never done that, but what you put it all in a jar and then you stick it in the oven for a certain amount of time to seal everything up or something is that where the heat comes from well pickling involves heat and acid and so that actually kills the bacteria but so wh- that where, where and, does the heat come from though well you you bring up the the temperature you know when you're boiling the water or you're boiling the vinegar or you're boiling oh for I the see. pickling i got process you. okay it's a process but uh yeah like i said i i, I that's something i'm not familiar with so that's why i sound kind of green <laughs> green, that's green funny. just like the pickles <laughs> but yeah you don't get the as same the same amount of beneficial bacteria okay but pickling is a good thing i mean it's it's also 
we want to have acidic foods because that's that's a whole different episode that we'll do. Mm-hmm. But it's good for our gut to have some acid because it helps with our digestion and helping to break down food when we have acid in our stomach. So if you have pickles or food that is pickled, right, like pickled food. There's benefits to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to have some vinegar or lime or lemon, those kind of things can mm-hmm. help with the acid. Okay. Are there other probiotic foods that I missed? Well, there's also the soy-based ones, right? Like miso, nato, tempeh. Those uh, historically in Japan, they did studies on women that were in a certain part of Japan versus another part of Japan. And in the one part, they had a lot of nato, which is a fermented soy-based product. And in the other part, the more urban center, they weren't eating that regularly. And there was a huge difference in the rate of hip fractures in the women. And they speculated it was because of the vitamin K that was produced in the gut of the women eating the NATO, the fermented soy. Oh, really? Yeah. And the other, the women in the other part of Japan did not have the same level of vitamin K rich food. And so that's, it's, what I'm trying to say is it's really healthy for bone health too. That's what I was, I was going to ask. How is that related to bone health? Like is vitamin K, I should know this because we've discussed this, but uh, vitamin K related to like calcium or vitamin D or some sort of bone health? Yeah. Yeah. Vitamin K is related to bone health. So exactly. Okay. Yeah. So there's the, there's the connection. The connection. Exactly. So can fermented food help with bone health? Yes, because the vitamin K2 helps with the production of osteoclasts, which is a bone building molecule. Oh, interesting. Neat. It's a chemical reaction. Mm. So yeah. The other cool thing with uh, fermented foods, it helps to break down the phytic acid in the food so that the phytic acid can bind up nutrients. So when you ferment something it releases it so the body can absorb that food. Oh, okay. And it like, just like I said, you are what you eat, but you're also, you are what you absorb. Yeah, no doubt. It's so true. It's yeah, so true. Yeah. So the other question, what are prebiotics and are they, are they the same similar to probiotics? Like it's, that's sort of the confusion and I'm sure I'm not alone, but you know, both of those terms are kind of common nowadays and I think we need them both, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, because the probiotics are live bacteria, alive, they're alive. So you need to feed something that is alive to keep it alive. Okay. So you need prebiotics. And oh, so prebiotics are the food for the probiotics. And what would those be? Like what kind of foods are prebiotics? That's a great question. It's actually food that has fiber. Oh, any food with fiber. Not any food, but a lot. They're discovering more and more every day of foods that contribute prebiotics to our gut Mm. and helpful for gut health. So the main ones are like root vegetables, uh, bananas, vegetables and fruits and whole grains all offer some prebiotics that help with the gut health. And they give off butrate, which is a, a short chain fatty acid in the colon and There's specific types of prebiotic fiber known as resistant starch and pectins that have demonstrated the ability to increase butrate levels. 
And if people don't have sufficient butrate levels in their gut, that can increase the risk of gastrointestinal disorders, immune system disorders, and also metabolic issues. Oh, wow. So how would you know that? If you start having lots of gas, bloating, indigestion, if you have diarrhea, or even if you start getting rashes, or you have an immune system response, or you are having inflammation in the body, that could be related to your gut and how what the balance is happening there. Right. So just things that seem out of character for your regular health, I guess. Yeah. 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 So it's- yeah, it actually helps the butrate, um, like with the prebiotics, fuels the gut lining. It helps to keep the gut lining solid. It is kind of like a barrier to the outside. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about how a healthy gut microbiome. So that is, you've got the good bacteria, lots of a good balance of bacteria. If you think of a lawn versus um, a garden with tons of different varieties of plants and vegetation. Mm -hmm. So the lawn is like monoculture. It's just kind of, there's no diversity. Whereas the garden has tons of different plants and vegetation and that's a healthy microbiome if that makes sense yeah it it makes a lot of sense so it's like flourishing it's got lots of diversity you've got lots of different microorganisms lots of good bacteria that are keeping everything else in harmony whereas if you just have the lawn and you're spraying you know all the different chemicals that's that's why you need to do yes you got to add all that stuff you got to fertilize it and you got to add all your your things to it and the the weed killers and all those things right yeah and it just keeps it like the one it's a one one plant so it's not very diverse and then it can be wiped out and can get into problems with diversity so yeah yeah it's it's interesting it's only as good as the soil too right so Mm -hmm. We want to have good uh, gut lining that has a good, like hosting a lot of different good gut bacteria. And it actually, there's a way to do it with food. Like, was that another question you had? Oh, it definitely will be. About the supplements? I was going to ask, yeah, if, if we have to, do you want to do that right now? Yes. Okay. Because I was going to say that that's one of the supplements you see on the shelf and but you've already said you want to get it through food primarily but w- at what point would you take a supplement is there prebiotic supplements and probiotic supplements i'm guessing there's every supplement but good question um food first in my opinion so if you can try to include at least one fermented product a day but if you can do 3 a day that's even better so spread them out through different times of the day kombucha is another one we didn't mention right right but uh, yeah. And, and how much of that do you need? Like when I'm eating kimchi, for example, like how many, say, tablespoons of that would I need to eat for a Like a get... two tablespoons would be a good uh, okay. amount. Yeah, or, that... you know, a cup of yogurt or like a little bit less than a cup of yogurt um, would be a serving. So just, you know, kind of having it throughout the day would be good, like different types of fermented foods. And then you're going to get some good probiotics to help fuel the live bacteria in the gut. And then if you're eating whole grains, I don't think I said nuts and seeds, but nuts and seeds, legumes, vegetables and fruits, they all offer those fibers, the resistant starches, the pectins 
that help with giving our gut the prebiotics. So that's the food for the probiotics. Okay. So then basically we're eating, you know, a diverse, lots of different foods through the day, plant foods primarily for the prebiotics. And then that helps fuel the probiotics and keeps things in better balance and keeps that diversity in the gut so that you don't have that, you know, (laughs) the monoculture, like with just a few different types of bacteria. Mono gut. Yeah, right. Question about yogurt. Are yeah. th- is any yogurt good for probiotic? Or are there different differences with yogurts, like a certain type or flavored, non-flavored? Or is it just the fact that it's yogurt? Good question. Yeah, it's actually um, the live bacteria, the live culture actually makes yogurt. So yogurt has live bacteria. So even though some types of brands say, you know, live culture or probiotic, they pretty much all have that. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going because some of them advertise that. I wondered if they were any different, but it's just how they market them, right? Yeah. And some might have different types of strains that increase the good bacteria. But again, with yogurt, we've talked about this in different episodes about trying to aim for the plain yogurt. So you're getting more of the good bacteria, more yogurt and less of the sugars and the sweeteners and all the fillers that they mm-hmm. add to the flavored yogurt. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right. So also sourdough is one that is uh, fermented. So that's a fermented food. And so that's a way to get um, a probiotic. I love sourdough. Sourdough bread you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Exactly. Anything else you want to say about probiotics or prebiotics? Or gut health or, uh, I don't know, hockey game. Anything else you want to talk about? (laughs) What? Well, you know, I don't know if you follow hockey. Some people do. (laughs) I just, it's just like an open mic here. It's it's kind of the, it's the floor is yours. So whatever you want to chat about. Is there anything you want to get off your chest? (laughs) You love when I do that to you. Well, the Vancouver Canucks won the other night. That was kind of cool to watch. Yes, they did. It was neat. So probiotics are commonly referred to as the good bacteria, live microorganisms that can help establish or maintain good microflora in the gut. And foods such as kimchi and sauerkraut and other fermented vegetables and fermented dairy. So that's an animal product, but that's another way to get probiotic. Yogurt and kefir, miso, also, we said nato and tempeh are soy products that are fermented. So good quality probiotic supplements are available, but they should have a broad spectrum of bacteria in high quantities. And talk to your healthcare provider about those if you're thinking of taking those. They're not always effective. And sometimes on the shelf, if they're at room temperature, they might not actually have any live bacteria. So it might not be worth your money. Sounds funny. I keep picturing like like a jar full of worms or something. And when you say live bacteria and all those science fiction movies where like they like there's all the like the creepy crawlies that come out of people and like alien. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. It's that, but I guess that's kind of in a way what's going on inside. I just don't want to think about it too much. It's going on on our skin too. Yeah. Kind of, like, I know, right? You know, everywhere. It's just microscopic. We don't see it. Yeah. 
But in order for the probiotics to flourish, they need to be fed. So that's where the prebiotics come in. Mm-hmm. And they're found mainly in the fiber content of vegetables and fruits. And they function as food for the probiotics. So if you have a diet rich in both probiotics and prebiotics, that will help with having a good balance and a healthy gut to help protect you from dysbiosis. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Which means what? Well, it's not in harmony. It's not a balance. The balance is off dysbiosis where your gut is either inflamed or it's causing other parts of your body to have inflammation. Right. Well, I think that answers Jessica's, well, I hope it answers Jessica's questions. It's uh, definitely given us some information on prebiotics and probiotics and the relationship and connection between those and the importance of getting them and how they affect our body and our gut and our overall health. So, and like we mentioned before, check out our interview with Projecta Apta. What did you say that was episode 73? Really good information on gut health. We talked a bit about leaky gut, and but she explains everything so well. So that's worth a listen if uh, if you want a bit more information on this topic. Yeah, and it's worth including at least one fermented food a day. And if you can try to include more, that's even better. And to keep that gut health up to snuff so that you can prevent any invaders or uh, breakdown of the gut lining that can cause... Uh, systemic inflammation in the body. So, you know, we're, they're finding more and more about how important our gut brain connection is. And that's why, because, you know, you get a gut feeling and then you realize that it's speaking to you, your gut is speaking to you and it's almost like intuition, but there is this link between our brain and our gut. And if we are stressed, then you can feel it in your gut. You can start to have, you know, urgent, loose bowel movements or diarrhea, or you can be having the other problem with constipation. It's all related to our overall health and the the whole person. I see it time and again in my clinical practice, talking to clients with what they're eating, how they're living their life, the busyness of life, the stress, and it really can affect what we eat and how we eat and how everything is digested and how well we're absorbing the nutrients and that impacts our gut health. So it's all related. And uh, this is just one more tool in your toolbox to help increase the good foods in your day-to-day eating. Yeah. Yeah. Good explanation. And if you haven't tried kimchi, check that out. It's one of my new favorite foods. Well, new is in the last little while, but uh, it's so good. Yeah, definitely worth a try if you haven't tried that. It's it's an easy one to include every day. Yeah, that or sauerkraut or yogurt. Those are the most common, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good one. And it, t- it makes food taste so flavorful. It's very yeah. kind of spicy. and Yeah, you got it. Packs a punch. Good. Don't forget to check out our website too. There's uh, probably a blog on this sort of thing on there. I'm just, there's so many. We looked at it the other day and there's just... So many different blog articles now that uh, that have been added to the added to the website. So be sure to give that a, a look if you're looking for more information or just information on any nutrition topic. Uh, the address there is mywifethedietitian.com. You can also email us your questions like Jessica did, and uh, that address is 
mywifetherd at gmail.com. We've also got a newsletter that we're doing. Uh, if you want to sign up for that, you can do that on the website as well. It's a regular newsletter that we'll be doing um, so that you can do on the website. And don't forget to rate and review and also share the show with your friends. If, if you like what you heard today, uh, it would be great if you could share it with one other person or 10 other people, either, either or. We just want to spread the word. We want everyone to be healthy. That's, our, that's kind of our goal. So if you like what you're listening to here, then uh, share it with someone you know that you think might be interested as well. And, and also the rating and reviewing really helps just keep the show visible in the, in the social media, kind of the, how all that stuff works, the algorithms and all that. So if you could give us a like or a thumbs up or however it works, that would be great too. And you can also check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We've got a few things happening there on a pretty regular basis. So you can see what we're doing there. And stick around for Nutrition Nuggets on Wednesday. We'll be back with something exciting for our Nutrition Nuggets, our midweek mini episode, sort of mini. And uh, that will be in just a couple of days. So we will be back then with something exciting for you. Yeah, and we're very happy that you're spending your valuable time with us and we really appreciate you. And if you can share with one other person, with a friend or a colleague, that would be super helpful. And also, as Rob said, we'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, send your comments, your feedback, your input. We love it all. So the more we hear from you, the more we can cater to your questions and respond to what those queries are. That's it. Yeah, there we go. So thanks again to Jessica for her question today. And for everyone else, have a great week. And we will be back in just a few days. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. 